Hello, Archetypal Tarot Podcast listeners. This is your host, Sundara Quackenbush, and I have the pleasure of welcoming today Athene Noctua, who is the artist and creator and writer of the Unfolding Path Tarot. Welcome, Athene. Hi, Sundara. Thank you for having me. And you're uh, you're calling in all the way from the UK today. Is that right? Mm. Yes, I'm in England, just outside London. I live on a canal boat, so I am, yes, I'm bobbing away here while we speak. All right, well, good evening to you, because I know it must be your, your evening as it's my late morning. So uh, thanks 7 p.m. For, yeah. So um, I always love to, well, I'd love to start with names and titles. Um, and you have a, a very unique name as far as I have heard, though, you know, I just got back from a trip to Greece and, you know, I was steeping in my mythology of the Athenas and the uh, Aphrodites. Um, so I can't help make the connection between Athene and uh, a goddess or something like that. But can you tell us a little bit about your name? Um, well, to be honest. It's, it's an artist's name. I, it's the name I work under. It's not my given name. It's my chosen name. Um, and yes, it actually means little owl. So the Athene Noctua is the tiny little baby, the owl. And the connection to um, one of the reasons I was attracted to it is because of the wisdom associated with Athena and I felt that creating divination tools and our like broader seek, seeking for wisdom, it just seemed appropriate. And as soon as um, I saw the Latin name, I was like, this re resonates completely with me. And um, yes, that was, that was the, um, the reason I chose it. And um, yeah, I'm not sure what else to say. <laughs> well, I've got her right here. I've got this uh, little relic. From oh, look at that. <laughs> Athena's joining. Fantastic. I think she's holding a um, little victory here. And then there's a teeny, teeny, tiny owl yes. on her hands. Um, so that's uh, probably a teeny, tiny Athena Noctua. <laughs> fantastic. All right. I knew it's, it felt familiar. And I love I love the Athena wisdom and 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 thank you for bringing that um, into your cards and into this beautiful deck uh, that is called the Unfolding Path Tarot and and I was really excited about the title the Unfolding Path because of my name which didn't really have a meaning my parents made it up my name is Cindera they they wanted a daughter named Cindy but they didn't want uh, the long name to be Cynthia they didn't like Cynthia so they put Dara on the end and I kind of never really had a okay. full meaning uh until i went to a, a peruvian flute concert once and the 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 guy said um the flautist afterwards he said oh uh sendera sounds like sendero which means pathway and i went oh my oh, goodness wow. i if if i could have a meaning to my name i think pathway would be such a beautiful meaning uh and, and that is incredible yeah it's really connected me to my work and to uh work with the tarot in particular so i would love to hear about um your title choice and and how that weaves into this particular deck so it took me a long time to choose 
the name for the deck. I was working on it the whole way through. Um, and for me, this whole process of creating decks, both the oracles, um, the small oracle decks that I created um, before the tarot, as well as this one, it has been literally a journey. And I, I, uh, how, it's, it's not a case of feeling unworthy, but I felt like I needed to do an apprenticeship before I got to do the tarot. So it's one of the reasons why I did smaller um, decks before I approached the tarot. So there has been a, a journey for me and this has literally been an unfolding path as I have taken one step after the other. I did this first baby one, the 13 card, yes or no, crystal ball pocket oracle. Then I did which is familiar which is still small. It's it's uh, 24 cards. And then only then did I feel like, I don't know, I gave myself permission, I suppose, to now take on the enormous task of 78 cards. And the, uh, I mean, the tarot is so significant. It's something that I've worked with for a long time and I just felt like to honor it I needed to prepare myself by having done the apprenticeship first and so it 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 has been a journey and it has been a path that I have been walking down as I've worked through my self-imposed you know studies if you can call it like that to um to finally reach that stage where I was going to take on that, that that task and that project and that was how it always felt to me and as I was trying to come up with other names they never quite felt right and eventually you know as you're sitting there kind of brainstorming and it's just like you know unfolding path just came and it was like oh yes there it is it's the journey. It's the path. It's our lives are a path. It's it's every it's it's there to be a companion every step of the way, which is it's what I hope for for the deck that it is a friend. It's a partner. It's some. It's it's there with you during you know when you have simple um, just what like card of the day pulls or those like sort of big moments when you're like. I've got a massive decision ahead of me and I just, I just need some clarity. I mean, for me, I've had big life changing moments where it's not that I didn't know what the next step was, but I just needed, I just needed someone to say, yes, that is the next step. And I've, you know, sat there in like, intense emotion and pulled a card and sure enough it was like yep time to go and I knew it was but I like my companion was like sort of going yes it really is and yes so <laughs> it's it's just a partner for for the journey on the path of our lives and I've always wanted like my intentions when I'm 
creating the artwork for the decks is that they serve as a tool, that they are a connection for the for divine communication. Um, like with my first little baby deck, it was I was sitting there thinking, how do I facilitate the communication? What tool can I give the angels, the divine spirit? How can I give it a tool to talk to me? So, and that was how I chose the actual um, subjects or titles of the cards. Now, I obviously don't do that with the tarot, but I approach it in the same way. And it's like, I wanted each card to become real. So I try to put the human feelings and emotions into each card that I felt the energy of that card represented, whether it was joy, whether it was utter shattering heartbreak, whatever the message was, I tried to create the person that would represent that and speak to you in a way that is that 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 person that that companion that's walking with you so when you see the face lit up with joy or haunted with pain you really get the feeling you get the communication that you don't necessarily even need to go to the guidebook especially if you are newer obviously if you more experienced you'll you'll often know um what the cards trying to communicate but that's first impression of understanding what the energy of that particular card is as transmitted by the soul of that card, the soul of that person in the card that's expressing it. Um, I'm going off on a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've given us actually a great overview of this friend and, you know, your heartfelt uh, intentions in in creating them. And I just want to, Uh, now go a little deeper into, you know, these beautiful images, which, you know, our uh, video subscribers can maybe see a little overview here. Actually, I would love to pull out this one. Um, So for our listeners, it's, it depicts a woman uh, who is, you know, struggling to pull up a bag uh, full of, and this is the one 10 of wands, right? Mm. And, um, and, you know, in, in the, the sack is the ones, but we could almost imagine that this is any of us <laughs> on any given day where we're, it's just so challenging to get the thing done, whatever it is, the daily task, all of it together. Um, and you really see her, her struggle and her effort in that. And, um, and I think that this just accomplishes so much what you set out to do, which was to create a relatable tangible deck where you look at the faces of these figures and you're like, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that. I know that I know this feeling and um, to just translate it in such a, um, and yet there is this uh, incredible magic infused throughout, throughout it as well, through the imagery, through the color, through the artistic execution that you have here. So, yeah. So tell us a little bit about, yeah, who these figures are, where they came from. Uh, they, they, 
really represent a diverse array of skin tones and genders and um, body types and uh, abilities. So yeah, tell, tell us where they came from, how they, they came into these cards. So it was very important to me that the deck reflected our world. I wanted to both be a combination of our world with, as you said, that little touch of magic where hopefully there's a tiny bit of otherworldliness about some of them. But at the same time, when you see them, you recognize them. Um, not that card, but another card, when I posted the finished art as I was going through it over the two, course of the two years, someone went, oh my God, my aunt, that looks just like my aunt. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> I don't know your aunt, but you know, it was, it was, and thankfully it was such a joyful card. So it was lovely that they saw the aunt in that card. And um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's so hard to explain how I choose the particular, like particular, particular characters. But in many ways, I feel like the cards create themselves. Yes, I am obviously drawing them, but I, I know that it's right when I recognize them is the only, and this is how it's always been with my art. There'll be a moment when I will go, you, I know you, I, I, I have always known you. I recognize you. And that's why I know it's done. And there will be cards where I'll be like, don't know who you are. And in, that will be the one that I come back to later. Cause I have reworked cards where I've, created them and I'm just like I'm not comfortable with this you know and it just gives me the itches and then when I finish the whole deck I'll go back and, and I will redo those ones that just don't sit well with me um but how I like how I choose the individual characters it's I'm trying to express a feeling a, an idea um I always want emotion to be there um in terms of the diversity of the characters. Um, I started working on the um, Major Arcana and I was quite loose about just what feels good. And, oh, I'm going to do her and she, oh, she feels Asian, you know? And I was very casual about it. But when I reached the minors, I realized that I was being too casual. And if I wasn't careful, yes, there we go. So if I wasn't careful, I wasn't going to achieve my goal of having a true reflection of our world, not just token kind of um, representation, but what the planet actually looks like. So when I got to the miners, I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to um, intentionally split the, the different suits up so i split them between um people of african origin um uh, white people uh, asian people and then sort of middle eastern slash um south american potentially groupings so i just wanted to give like sort of equal weighting to everyone that lives on this earth with us Wow. So I was much more intentional um, when I was creating the um, the the minor arcana. 
And so you'll see that the ones are people of African origin. Um, I, I was a little bit more wild with the, um, the pentacles and the swords where I do kind of cross back and forth there and you'll um you'll see asian people popping up on both of those sides as well as um people who could be um south asian or middle eastern popping up on both of those sides um but in balance we have like sort of a a better reflection of what our world looks like it's not just what england looks like with some people like from my from um minority communities for example it's it's not a yeah it's a, the best i could do to really genuinely translate the world we live in the wow. whole globe not just so, not just the tiny section i live in <laughs> so if we could have a pathway that goes through the world these are some faces and and people that we might come across and they they exactly all, they do feel familiar and other at the same time from coming from my background but there's an invitation there for me to imagine into their experience to recognize it as my own in, in many different ways and so it's this incredible yeah invitation I feel like to really relate and to find the likeness and difference and to hold all of this in story and through this spiritual wisdom that is uh uh, welcomed through the cards. So you've come to the creation of these cards as, you know, a, a spiritual person and as an artist and you, uh, mm. your, your little booklet that, you know, your introduction says that you were excited about this deck because it brought uh, that spiritual basis with your artistic creation to come mm. together. Um, so can you tell me a, a, a bit about um, the spiritual part of that? So how how do, how are these a reflection of your um, spiritual outlook, your spiritual pathway, and how that's translated through the cards? I think that that links back to to my desire to connect more fully with the divine in my like sort of in my creative process where I want to serve as a as a vessel if you can call it that to facilitate the communication where the it's it's really more about how how do I yeah how do I bridge the like how can I, from a creative perspective, bridge the gap between us and the divine and create a tool that will be most effective? So the art is me going, okay, how can I how can I communicate this in the best way and like sort of kind of use me as a tool to create the best visual message I, i'm really i'm more i'm more pictures than words <laughs> so um <laughs> it's 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 hard to explain it's really just as i said from the very start it's just creating something that 
enables spirit, divine, the sacred, whatever you call the more that is out there to communicate with us more easily. And when it came to um, the tarot, it was also an opportunity to really spend time with it in a way I might not have previously because it's one thing to read, but it's an entirely different experience when you have tasked yourself with the responsibility to communicate. So it was its own kind of meditative process where sitting with the cards, looking at them in detail, like asking what, what is the most important message here that I need to put across so that this card will work in the moments that it's needed. So mm -hmm. there's even things where sometimes I will use the original um, Rider Waite as, as a guide, say if I'm choosing a flower, if it's already represented there. But there are other times when I'm not even necessarily, I, I trust in the process sometimes. So if I feel just suddenly drawn to draw a certain flower, I'm not, I'm not always going, okay, and I'm not going to research all of the meanings behind this flower. Sometimes it will be like with the, um, the beautiful pink poppies that um, I think it's the nine of cups. Um, they kind of these, this baby pink color. It literally was going for a walk, thinking about the car that I was working on next. And they were just these enormous poppies in this garden surrounded by lavender. And it just, it was like, there, those are going in. And I don't, I'm trusting that those flowers mean something to someone and they might not mean something to half, like half the people that read it, but there might be someone who will be asking a question. And when that comes up, it'll be like, oh my God, it's a pink poppy. And for them, it, it speaks of a person that maybe they were talking about or someone that was dear to them and that's a form of message. And I trust that as well when I'm creating. When I feel a powerful this thing, this thing now, this thing, that's what I will include in it. So it's also for me tapping into my intuition and walking with my angels and listening and, and trying to go, where was that pull that I felt? Did I, did I feel it this way or did I feel it this way? Does this feel right or does this feel right? And creating as part of that journey, you know? So every step I take, it's like, what am I, what am I feeling? Am I like, am I, am I listening? Am I, am I, going the right way and invariably when I'm not as I said I get that itchy mm, feeling about an artwork and I'll end up redoing it and then I'll be like okay well there she is so like um you know 
okay, so the Hierophant, for example. So um, I come from a very religious background. And for me, when I, I created an image the first time, I was kind of, I was a bit angry creating it. I was like, mm, you know, uh, you know, all the structure and the, uh, and the, uh, and, the uh, and he was this not very nice. He was like this cold, hard, you know, that, that side of things. And I wasn't exactly coming at it from the right place. When I was creating, I was like, rah, rah, don't like this card, rah, 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 you know? And then once I finished the entire deck and I was looking at it and I was going, what is this? Who is this person? They do not, they are not the right one. And then I, I don't know, I just let go of all of it. And that was actually the process of creating it as, as I discovered who the deck was as well, because I don't know who the deck is until I'm deep, deep into it. And I also recreated the um, High Priestess for that very reason. I thought I was going one way and I ended up going somewhere completely different. And so with the high fence, I'd, I don't know, I calmed down <laughs> my aggravation towards the card. And, and then his real person, that personality, his real soul came out in the rework. And, I can't, obviously, I don't have the picture to show you here, but if you saw who the two characters were, but you can see what a lovely, warm, embracing, cuddly Hierophant he right. is now. If you, like, like, I don't know if I. I have the cards handy. Maybe I can pull, pull him up or post him, but I love that story because you worked through so intimately. You, it's like you weren't ready quite mm. yet to tap in. Mm. And no, I wasn't ready for him. I wasn't, now where's he gone? Now he's hiding. And then, I've got the cards here as well. I've got, who's, ah, here he is. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, way. So yeah. that little, wait, 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 him. There we go. That's the one. <laughs> so he's just, he's warmer and softer and more approachable. Um, And he was really not very, he was almost evil on the first go round because all of my ick, attached to the fundamentalist Christian background that I'd been brought up in. Right. And I'd just thrown all of that at it. Um so yes, it's it's a whole it's a whole process. And yeah, I just wanna, you know, try and honor the cards, make sure I'm listening. And yeah, it's just a process and it's yeah. It's, it's something that I'm, again, trying to do with another new thing I'm working on, but we'll go on that later. But again, it's like I'm wanting to use it as a way to understand the divine, in this case, um, the divine feminine, um, more deeply, you know? So it's, it's, it's something, it is a journey, again, as, I, like, as the name suggests. It's, it's my own journey as well. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so a bit on the angels and, and, uh, also devils him. Cause I, I curious about uh -huh. your, uh, your take on the devil here. Um, yes. cause you know, some people, they, they, they approach the devil in different ways and some embrace that kind of evil image and others will turn it into a playful pen kind of figure. Mm. Um, 
which you know has has its origins for sure in connection to the devil. But um, tell us about a little bit about to, we've gone from the Hierophant card, and um, it's often seen that his opposite is the devil. Um, who do we yes. have? <laughs> well, I I not okay. So, with I don't want to demonize excuse the pun snakes and bats and stuff like that, but. I saw him as a kind of slinky, slithery kind of, you know, oh, I don't even have the words to explain it, but, you know, he's, he's has his own, like, magnetism or kind of slithery appeal. And I, I, it is a bit challenging to try and kind of balance that that good and bad where I don't think he's so try to find a visual way to kind of show that he is the devil but at the same time he still has his own kind of magnetism and because he started out being somewhat attractive, but in a kind of almost, I don't know, I was kind of thinking Anne Rice vampires kind of feeling, but then I wanted to make it obviously very clear that he is, he is, oh, words. <laughs> It's, it's 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 more feelings than words and then trying to figure out how to put what I was trying to do into words can be a bit challenging um sometimes some are easier to talk about than the others just in terms of accessing my verbal abilities um yes it was trying to create someone that was clearly the bad guy but still was somehow attractive Definitely. which is what our addictions are they are obviously bad for us but they are still so attractive to us and so often we so you can see he's holding out the chain and it's open he is handing you your addiction so so often we actually chain ourselves mm-hmm Right. And so it's he's holding it out to you. That's very interesting. Yes. Yes. Wow. Fascinating. I feel like we've all known this either, you know, outward as a manifested as yes. a person or in ourselves. I think that that that's slinky, seductive, um, too easy to shackle yourself to. Yes. <laughs> exactly. is so, alive. so brilliant. This is brilliant. Um, and then on the other side, you've mentioned uh, angels and, and it's it's mentioned in your book as well about calling on angels and to mm. guide your readings. And um, and yeah, I just would love to I'd love to hear more. I just got back from uh, from Greece, as I mentioned, and I, I picked up this beautiful oh. Byzantine oh, lovely. Uh, icon. And I was just so drawn mm. to it because it, it depicts the three the, the, the sort of three angels but they're supposed to be the father son and the holy ghost um in representation but okay. what i thought was so fascinating about it 
even in this ancient imagery is that they're depicted by three yes. they appear feminine but they're they're depicted yes. three genderless angels um these yes. kind of very masculine things in the the christian tradition so it kind of got me interested in angels for a minute and and how mm-hmm. people connect with them and and their relation to the tarot can you speak a little more about that Uh, (laughs) um, I can only speak for myself Um, for me I suppose like just over the course of my life I would ask for guidance ask before before I'll do a reading I will ask that it be clear and true and the truth not like what i what i what i need to hear not what i want to hear um or if i'm i i don't do readings professionally but if i read for a friend i'll you know i'll ask that i be given a reading that can help and that i can interpret it accurately and you know to guide my reading so they angels kind of feature all over the show i mean things like for myself um numbers you know so four 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 will pop up at some way as i'm going around and i'll be like hey angels you know it'll just be like um, i see that as a wave you know it's like hello how are you um so to me it's more like a a constant presence that's there. I mean, I'll be and um, ask for a parking spot <laughs> sometimes, and you know, so so there'll be there'll be serious moments. There'll be like sort of like hello, parking angel. Um, you know, can you help me out here? Or as I said, there'll be heavier moments when you're asking for real more significant guidance and help um yes it's just it's just this it's it's the name that i use to that that i sometimes use to address the divine but it's the it's the it's the divine that is kind of closer and more accessible, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's the messengers of the divine, the angels, you know. Um, so they are that much closer and not so like sort of whoa or inspiring type of thing. Um, and I mean, I don't, like in terms of in the tarot itself, I. They, I've only really had one card where, as you showed it earlier, the judgment card where I've actually chosen to depict some a character that was angelic. Right. Because for, for me, in, in this deck, I have, while wanting to give a slight otherworldliness, I have also tried to keep them very accessible and approachable. So which 
is what I, for, for myself, what I wanted for the deck, for it to be accessible and approachable and not intimidating. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe some people would feel more intimidated if I was coming at it much like in a less everyday person way, if I was kind of coming at at it from, I don't know, more angel heavy, for lack of a better word. You know, okay. um, so to, to me, with the tarot, to me, it's 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 really more of a tool that connects me to uh, and any deck of cards my angels than the angels themselves are in the tarot. But this is me personally. Then they are necessarily in the tarot. So um, Mm. they might guide me in the creation of it, guide readings, guide interpretations, but I don't necessarily see the tarot itself as specifically angelic. Got it. That makes any sense. Yeah. Well, thank you for for diving into that with me. And um, sorry, long winded. (laughs) And then, um, and let's just talk a moment about your spreads because you have Mm. beautiful spreads from the very basic and simple one card draws to two card, three card, and then you have some lovely uh, pathway spreads. So you have um, a path to self love. Um, spread that is four cards you have mm-hmm. here the path will lead today four cards spread um, and my soul's true path um, six cards um, is there is there one of those you would like to expound upon um, as one maybe you've used or developed that you really uh, you would like to speak about a little bit mm. Let me have a look. Uh, and I'll just... I think... Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, go ahead. Say. Oh, I was just going to um, read what some of the questions are that, that were in each of them to get us going. But if you're... If you okay, go, no, no, go. Go ahead. So the, the path to self-love consists in... Um, what fulfills me, what grounds me, what heals me, and what helps me blossom as each is their own card, which I love. Um, and where the path will lead today is um, the first card is what will today bring. The second card is what blessings will today hold. The third card is what test or obstacle might there be. And the fourth is how can I best meet this challenge? Um, and the soul's true path goes all the way up to six cards, um, which you described as a, a reading during those times where we're really not sure what our next step should be. Uh, so we can ask, what is my soul's true path? What must be accepted? What must be released? What is the challenge? What is hidden? And what is my source of wisdom? Uh, so I just, I, I'm excited to delve in and try these <laughs> pathway spreads, but if there's any <laughs> advice you have around choosing I, one of those, let us know. I think my two favorites would be the path to self-love and the, where the path will lead today in terms mm-hmm. of um, more regular use. Right. Um, 
So I I use the the structure of the um We Will Apart Lee today um in many ways. I also use it um as guidance, so not just as a what like a morning reading on the day ahead, but sometimes if I'm in the middle of a challenge that I'm working through in that day and I need to kind of try and understand what's going on. I find the um, the four card spread quite useful as well because I find that the what will today bring is a very kind of encapsulating card where it gives you like a a broad picture of what is going on. So it's like sort of what is the like when I'm using it as what on earth is going on here today. Um, it it's it's more of the um, the overview of what's happening, and then I find that the um, the other cards tend to to give me the like explanations of why things are the way they are in the first card um so i find that one that one useful not just to to look at where my day is going if say there's an important event or something i do find it's it's great to go to if something is happening and i just need a bit more clarity and understanding on what what's what's going on and with um the path of self-love that's that's one I, I kind of enjoy doing, you know, with girlfriends mm. as well. It's it's really a lovely spread to do in a group with friends. It's very affirming and it's so wonderful to to do it and you and you know, you, you're with people you love and you know well and it's it's a wonderful bonding encouraging um connecting reading where it's like yes actually that is like what uh what's like you really do blossom when you do xyz and you you're all kind of feeding into that lovely supportive energy that that spread gives you so like those two are two that i would use much more often in, in generally different circumstances because as I said, I've I've fallen back on the way. Where does this path lead, or today lead? Um, a couple of times when it's been more of a, not so much just oh, I'd like to see what the day is doing, but what's going on? Um, I've got an issue that uh, I need a bit more clarity on. So they tend to be my my two like two more useful ones. I I don't often do um, things like the yesterday to tomorrow type of ones. I generally have a, a real question that I'm like sort of coming to the cards with and then I will personally normally just pull one card or if I really want a bit more information, I will pull like the four cards and kind of go, okay, well, let's like, what's going on and now tell me about it, mm. you know? Got it. 
Wonderful. Well, can't wait to explore these and to explore them with others. This is going to be so much fun. So, um, so you dropped a little hint earlier that you have, you have a project in progress. So I'd love to hear what's next for you. Just starting. starting. Um, Well, just like, just starting. I'm still trying to find my way visually. Um, I've been wanting to, again, it's one of those things where Ah, again, words. Um, where, like the tarot, where I felt I I wanted to build up to it. Um, I've the the sacred, like sort of the divine feminine, is like the god, like the female aspect of God. Um, because I was raised in the patriarchal, male-dominated Christian world, and the divine has never felt male to me. It mm. just seems so obvious to me that the divine is female, is creator. It's to me, it's 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 also possibly because of that um, that very masculine patriarchal upbringing that I feel so much more con- connected to goddess rather than a god. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to delve into that more deeply via the goddesses of our world, all the ways we portrayed her, um, all the messages that she brings in her different forms and with her different faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of wanted to kind of take each goddess and spend some time looking and learning more and then create her create a visual representation of her so i'm kind of going i'm planning to uh, for however long it takes um take each kind of goddess that calls to me because there are so many and i probably won't i won't touch them all but say if i chose say 56 or whatever it was that's just the number that's kind of sitting with me at the moment um and just spend however long is necessary to feel feel ready to draw her and then to draw her and i'm also trying to find the the visual style and language to use to create them which is proving a bit challenging because mm. I'm not always feeling like so I've, I've, I've now done three variations <laughs> of a look and I'm just like mm, is it right is this you know so I'm I'm also working through that because it has to also hold them all because I don't want them to be I don't want them to I, I want it all to sit together beautifully in a in a whole so it's a style that has to be able to, and I do tend to kind of shift my style between different decks also because the artist in me just wants to explore new things. And so, yes, that, so I'm stuck on card one at the moment where I'm busy exploring how I'm going to communicate her. But yes, it's, it's, it's a journey to connecting more deeply with 
the enormity of the goddess, the sacred feminine, um, the mother. Yes. So, the, and I have no idea how long this will take. Um, oh. But that is, and and I, I may even do smaller decks in between because I don't want to rush the process. But that is that is something that I'm I'm starting to work on. And yes, it's it's I got really when I kind of sat down and I thought was thinking about what my next project was going to be, and I was like, what I this is what I really want to do, and I really. I really felt really excited about, about doing it. Um, so I'm looking forward to finding out because it's as much a surprise to me sometimes as like sort of to anyone else. It's like, oh, is that what you're going to look like? Um, <laughs> finding out how this is, is going to like roll out and blossom and what, what how she is going to manifest herself via my, um, my here it is, my little you know, iPad pencil, how she is going to enter the world, you know. So that is the big project. And as I said, I don't know how long it will take. Um, I may well do other things in between as I work through it because I don't want to to rush each card because it is an explor exploration. But, yeah, so oh, how wonderful. at some point I'm – How wonderful that you're taking the time – you know, to really go through that full intuitive process to allow it to emerge in its in her own time through the imagery to capture that. Um, and I just love the process that you've detailed throughout this podcast, which is, you know, it might take some time and then you might, it might not sit with you right at first and you have to come back. And uh, I just, it's so rare to find um, people that are working in their in you know true to the imagery uh in such a way so i, I really appreciate that and uh though it may take some time i i hope to see the result and to talk about it with you once it once absolutely out. so uh thank you so much for sharing the unfolding path tarot with us and um pleasure. best of luck to you uh thank you thank so you. much thank you thank you it's been lovely all right. We will see you in this deck and in future manifestations. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Andrea. Bye-bye.